Now Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Shara McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, located on the South Shore, and I have been working as a full-time realtor and sales and marketing consultant for home buyers and home sellers for the past 15 years. My unique approach to assisting my clients to the next chapter of their lives is driven by being a team player and by offering them continuous training, education, advising, and mentoring. Every week, I will be providing you with real estate topics ranging from home buyer and home seller advice, legal matters, insurance binders, flood insurance concerns, home inspection questions, environmental worries like radon, lead paint, and mold, mortgages and loan programs, staging tips and ideas, real estate contracts, market trends, home values, and more. It's a talk radio show, and you can follow along online. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. If you missed any of our shows, you can listen on my podcast at talkrealestateradio.com. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me regarding your home sale or your home purchase, you can connect with me anytime at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara, and you are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, along with my crew here. Uh, we are talking COVID as we have been. I feel sounds like something's gurgling. I don't know what it is, but I feel like uh, it's week five, Sharon. Is it? No, I think it's like week seven, isn't it? What? It's like week seven, and it feels like like month seven. Please don't take anything <laughs> away. I forgot from it was President's Day the other day. Yeah, that was yesterday. Patriots Day. Yeah, it was Patriots the other day. Patriots Day, guys. Patriots Day. That was Patriots Day. Yes. Oh, yep. It was a little no, while ago. That one either. President's Day is in February, Mary. Well, <laughs> I want to go back to February where we weren't under quarantine. Apparently. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Well, Patriots Day actually was interesting. I was listening to WATD yesterday morning, and uh, Rob Hackle had on an author. I didn't catch the name of his book, but he was talking about... Um, something what is Patriots Day all about it was like you know some big war or something you know and the British was it the British are coming things I have no idea but it, some of it was in Marshfield really yay <laughs> I know. who cares no I um, didn't know that uh, we have Mel and we have Sabrina Chilcott who is joining us from home she is the assistant manager at town of Pembroke um, of course we have Lisa Cullity here with us board of health agent and we have Ken McCormick here deputy chief of the fire department we have Howdy Mary home. Mary Baker with us as well. And of course, Melissa Wallace. So we're all on Facebook Live. So you can see all of us. We are doing our best at social distancing here as we're into week seven, I think is what we said. So um, if you want to go into Facebook Live, you can go on to uh, Sharon Costa McNamara, find us there. Mel, where else are you putting us? I think she's putting us everywhere. All on the Connect pages. You can go to Boston Connect Real Estate. You can go to um, McNamara Broker Team, but I'm getting word that we sound great on the radio. So... Well, that's great. Perfect. Good. So we're good. All right. Awesome. So you can also go to Pembroke Connect, Marshfield Connect, all those pages, and you'll be able to hear us. So, um, all right, guys. So what are we talking about this week? <laughs> so the people who are calling in, just so we know, Josh yes. Cutler has been calling in calling. Every week at 630. Uh, but this week, he won't be. Cole will be calling in. Cole Angley, maybe? Is it Cole, like- 
Cole's pretty awesome. You'll, you'll like oh, Cole. Okay, great. Well, I hope he uh, joins us via uh, Zoom because we gave him a link. So hopefully he'll be able to join us. I heard the governor talked today, but I was in a lot of appointments. Yes, the governor had a lot to say today. So, Good. but we anticipated that. Um, so first of all, uh, cases, we, we obviously had a little spike in cases on Friday, which people will have noticed. So between Friday and, and mostly over the weekend, we did have some of those jumps in numbers that we, we told you to expect, Sharon. I think we jumped about 13, 14 cases up. And we anticipate more jump in cases as the testing is becoming more widespread, particularly in Pembroke. Um, but let's circle back to the governor. The, the big news today is obviously the governor has closed schools uh, for the remainder of the year through June 29th, which would have been the end of school. And also early childhood daycare um, has been canceled oh. and early childhood programs have been canceled, except for essential workers. Obviously, all those facilities that the governor um, and, and through the early childhood ed have been licensed to do care for essential workers. All mm -hmm. of those programs remain open and in place for all the essential workers, the first responders, the medical folks, mm. the uh, grocery store workers, all of those programs remain in place um, mm -hmm. through, through that order as well. Um, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to, to realize that the idea that we are going to open up on May 4th in, in two weeks um, from today is obviously not going to hold, not no. with schools being out, not with us going into our peak. And we can we can see the peak a lot of places. And I'm really grateful that we're not seeing as much of a peak on the South Shore as, mm -hmm. for example, Boston, Chelsea, some of those other areas. Brockton, are Brockton's Brockton. very, very high, right? Sorry to interrupt, ladies, but we do have Lisa DeMilo standing by. Quick Yay. traffic update if you like. All right, perfect. Well, speaking of all things South Shore and beyond, let's get to Lisa DeMilo and she can give us an idea of what's going out there with the traffic. It's a little well, rainy. Well, we're seeing that heavy there. rain creating road spray out there, so you want to take it a bit slower. The expressway is still a nine-minute ride in both directions between Boston and Braintree. Road 3 South's a 39-minute ride from the expressway down through Plymouth. 93 is moving along in both directions between Canton and Braintree. And Route 24 South, you're looking at 21 minutes to go from 93 down to Route 140. This report is sponsored by Positive Coaching Alliance. Questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Info at positivecoach.org. Traffic on the nines every morning. I'm Lisa DeMilo in the WATD Traffic Center. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. So anyway, so going back to what we were talking about, and thanks for the, the traffic, it's always good to know there isn't any. Um, <laughs> but all joking aside, so going back to the cases, those spikes the, that we anticipated seeing are obviously there. And of course, the the idea that kids were going to go back to school, I think most people understood that wasn't likely to happen. But of course, now we know that um, following, the, the governor followed just a few days after the, the original um, out of school order, um, followed up with our stay at home order. And I fully anticipate, again, going into our, what what's anticipated, anticipated to be a two week peak. Um, don't that the governor's going to extend it at least another two weeks, somewhere between two and four weeks. I don't know where he's going to fall on that because we do need to see that declining cases. Um, mm -hmm. But I think at least two weeks, it could be three or four weeks. But think about, I mean, if he's closing down daycare facilities, it's good it's possibly going to go further because you're it not going to send people to work and not have any place for these kids to go, right? It, it could certainly go further, but the governor could also be, <clears throat> and again, um, in my contacts at the DPH are saying uh, more planned or slowed, slower rollout. In other words, not bringing every business back online immediately, mm -hmm. but 
but developing a rollout plan. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a slow ramp up of opening those non-essential businesses in a slow and controlled manner. Um, maybe it's a percentage of population, maybe it's a percentage of store capacity, maybe it's a percentage of restaurant capacity. We don't know what that's gonna look like yet, mm -hmm. but I would anticipate, no one wants this economy to get any worse than it is. No one yeah. wants people to be struggling any more than they always are. So if the governor follows the pattern, if you would, that he's been following, I anticipate it's gonna be about two to, to four weeks more of, of stay at home and then he's gonna plan on uh, a business rollout. And I think he's gonna, you know, start with construction um, mm -hmm. as he had, you know, allowed that to go on longer than, of course, I had to slow that down because of the lack of sanitation. I think he's going to start rolling out things like that. Um, certainly outdoor businesses, certainly businesses that can operate at a lower capacity mm -hmm. than other businesses. I think that's what he's going to target. You know, one of the things I had seen a snippet of something on the news or something that I hadn't given much consideration is, um, is the camps, like for summer camps and things like that. So how is that going to, how is that going to affect that? <laughs> The yeah. other thing is, I'm guessing no camps, but th that brings in the other thing. I mean, parents send their kids to camp so they can yeah. work as well, right? Mm -hmm. So the kids yeah. can enjoy themselves, but also just in general of doing summer things, yeah. like these day camps. Camps are gonna be really challenged. And, and from a medical standpoint, if you look at it purely from a, a virus and medical control optics, it has a hundred problems. The first problem being now you're taking a population of kids that are never together. Mm -hmm. um, summer camps usually draw kids from a really wide yeah. base and then puts them all in communal living of yeah. you know 20 or 30 kids to a cabin that's going to be a huge problem from a, a disease control standpoint the other part is so hold, camps, on. hold on one sec though yeah, because so, i just have questions yeah. um is because i don't i'm trying to understand it myself because at first i thought when all of this was happening they were saying the kids weren't really the ones that were carrying it or getting it so is it potentially a better place for all of them to be so they're sort of confined in the woods. <laughs> no, the, the original thought was the schools, because it's not wrong, the school classroom remains the same throughout the year, especially the elementary school kids. The kids that are mixing in their populations is the same mix of kids. It's not like you have a lot of uh, transient kids moving in and out of a school yeah. district for the most part. Is there some of that? Of course, but certainly in the the, the younger levels, it's the same kids in the same classroom all day, every day. The germs they're gonna share are the germs they're gonna share. Mm -hmm. It's very different when you talk about a camp type scenario um, 